0: Join me, Jacqueline Coley, on a brand new podcast, Seen on the Screen, presented by Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes. Meet the innovative people at NBC Universal as they share their journeys, inspirations, and the movies that shape them. Each episode is an intimate and fun conversation about the impact of film. Seen on the Screen is available now. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. I am Mark Ellis on a very sunny day here in Southern California. And Jacqueline Coley, my esteemed co-host today, it's sunny not just because of the weather outside, but because the movie franchise we get to talk about today. Beloved is a strong word for every movie in these properties, but... The first one, we just have such, such fond memories of that summer in 1993 when we all first saw that you could make dinosaurs from mosquito DNA or it was it was dino DNA in mosquitoes that were then in amber, fill in the coat with some frogs and boom, you got a T-Rex back on Earth. <laughs> very true. Very true.
0: Listen, I don't think that the science ever held up, but as long as they keep trotting BD Wong out, I'm with it. <laughs>
2: He's just the guy that you believe can do this stuff with. And now once we get to Jurassic World Dominion, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this very special Jurassic Park episode where, yep, we're ranking all six of these dinosaur movies from Jurassic Park in 93 all the way through Dominion in 2022. Dominion is going to be an interesting tomato meter watch because as of the recording of this, Dominion is about to drop in theaters nationwide. So we have some reviews from from the critics. We don't have any audience reviews yet, but a couple of days ago when our lovely Tim Ryan, our review curation manager was kind of looking at the list and disseminating what the ranking as far as tomato meter was of Jurassic Park movies, Dominion was 88% fresh. Now we're recording this and it's 73% fresh. So it's dropping. I think it might land somewhere around just barely fresh or just almost fresh. But here I'm going to give you the rankings, Jacqueline, and then we're going to bring in our our very special guest today, who is a good buddy of ours, friend of the show. He's got a couple movies coming out. So Jurassic Park is 1993, 92% certified fresh. The OG is still the top dog, 92%. Jurassic World Dominion, still in second place as of me talking about this, 73% fresh. Jurassic World from 2015 is 71% fresh. The Lost World Jurassic Park, which is... Part two, that is 53% rotten. Jurassic Park three is 48% rotten. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the second entry in the Jurassic World franchise, is 47% rotten. Everybody got that so far? Good. Usually I turn it over to Jacqueline for a synopsis about what Jurassic Park's about. But But I'm uh, not doing
0: it. I refuse.
2: It's it's pretty much, I mean, you just, any quote by Dr. John Hammond and then any retort by Sam Neill or Jeff Goldblum or Laura Dern is pretty much all you need to know. I built a park because I thought it'd be cool to have dinosaurs. Then the scientists are like, uh, we probably shouldn't have done this. And then chaos ensues. So speaking of chaos, our guest today. Um, just a a wonderful human being, start to finish, who is in not one but two movies coming out right now, and they're about to make the film festival rounds. A Bogota Trip and Always Lola are the movies that are being starred in by Andrew Guy. Andrew, I've also seen you worldwide announcing eSports. You occasionally are next to me when we're talking movie trivia with the Schmodown, and now you're here talking about Jurassic Park. You and I got to see Dominion together, and we enjoyed a hearty bucket of popcorn.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. And yes, we did watch Dominion together, and it was interesting because I think we came out with one uh, feeling of the movie, and then we ran into a group <laughs> of friends who had the polar opposite feeling of said movie. So it'll it'll be fun to kind of break it down and see where it ends up on the tomato meter. As you said, it's dropped already a decent amount just in the next few days, or I guess in the last few days. So I'm excited to keep watching the trajectory. And this is this is why Jacqueline knows this as well as anyone. When when I see a movie in a theater,
2: I want to leave. I I want to be by myself with my own thoughts. I don't want to run into a gaggle of friends who's going to try to sway me in one direction or the other. Jacqueline, are you a big reviewer of movies as soon as you leave the theater? Are you looking for the gaggle or are you trying to avoid the gaggle?
0: depends on the movie theater depends on the gaggle actually it really depends on the gaggle like there are certain people who i value their opinions and but i also work at Rotten Tomatoes where people give it very freely so <laughs> you kind of have to have a little bit of an energy diet on whose opinion you let matter and I will say that there are, it's a very short list, but yeah, if I see Justin Chang after a movie, I'd be interested to see what he has to say about it. I'd be equally as interested to hear what you have to say about it, but Uh, certain hmm. gaggles at at our press screenings.
2: uh. Yeah. I just want to stay away a very from it good and way put it to put it. Entirely. I yeah, mean, but-
0: like, I don't know who gave this rumor that I enjoy people in all forms. I'm much more of a particular sampling of the human race.
3: Like,
2: well, we certain all have dogs. Yeah, all, we, all we all have dogs, have dogs it's and true. dogs. dogs- more than anything else, remind me of the dinosaurs now in Jurassic Park. We're (laughs) going to get into that and some of the issues that I have with Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. Uh, We're not going to spoil Dominion, by the way. I want everybody to know that because the movie just came out this past weekend. We're not going to spoil Dominion. We might give some light plot points, but nothing too in-depth. If you've not yet seen the movie, you can still continue to listen to the episode. So, Andrew, I'm going to start with you really quick. You heard my ranking as far as the tomato meter goes of Jurassic Park films start to finish one through six. I'm just going to ask you, if you agree, is Rotten Tomatoes right or is Rotten Tomatoes wrong about Jurassic Park being number one and then Fallen Kingdom being number six?
3: Uh, I I love to say it, but I believe Rotten Tomatoes is wrong when it comes to this list of six that we have. I mean, the, the top of it, number one, I don't think anyone's ever going to argue that, but I think it does fall apart just a little bit, two through six.
2: Okay. Jacqueline Coley, is Rotten Tomatoes wrong about their tomato meter ranking?
0: I mean, in the senses, that's what people said at the time. Obviously, not. It's so weird with rankings to say if it's wrong. I'll say it feels right. How about that? It feels right
4: because <laughs> that's what it right. does.
0: It feels right. Like I can't argue one way or the other because I think after one or two, it, the bar is low, and I don't think anybody met it. <laughs> we have eh. podcast episodes to back me up on that.
2: Yeah, but some met it more than others. So I'm going to say Rotten Tomatoes is wrong about the rankings. Andrew has a great point. I think we all know it's going to be number one on all of our lists. But then from there, two through six, the water is going to get a little choppy. And that's why we have Tim Ryan. Like I said, he's our expert review curation manager at Rotten Tomatoes. He's going to tell us what critics were saying of the time of these various releases, starting back in 93, all the way through our current world with Jurassic World Dominion. So, Tim, It's all yours.
1: Two with Before I get into a very brief overview of the Jurassic franchise, I want to note that the critics and audiences have been almost in total accord on every film, with critic and audience scores in most cases just off by single digits. Let's get into the numbers. The original and still the best reviewed is Jurassic Park from 1993. It's certified fresh at 92% on the Tomato Meter, and it has a 91% audience score. Next up is The Lost World, Jurassic Park from 1997. It's rotten at 53% on the Tomatometer, and it has a 51% audience score. We covered that one on a previous podcast. Jurassic Park 3 from 2001 is rotten at 48% with a 36% audience score, giving it the largest gap between critics and audiences. Jurassic World from 2015 is fresh at 71% with a 78% audience score. We covered that one a couple weeks back. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom from 2018 is rotten at 47% with a 48% audience score. And it is way too soon to tell where Jurassic World Dominion will fall with both critics and audiences, but at the time of this recording, it's fresh at 88%, albeit with only eight reviews. So what are some of the things critics said about the Jurassic movies? In a fresh review from Jurassic Park from 1993, Stephen Ray of the Philadelphia Inquirer wrote, The earth-shaking footfalls of these lizard kings are palpable and terrifying. Spielberg's crew of dinosaur effects artists has conjured up a Mesozoic menagerie whose realism outdoes anything in cinematic history. However, in a rotten review for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, David Sims of The Atlantic wrote, The viewer might be left with a few decent frights, but at this point, the mortal terror of Spielberg's original film has diminished beyond repair. So that's a rundown of the Jurassic series. Let's kick it back to Jacqueline and Mark, two podcasters who know that if there was a movie franchise about a flock of condors in an island they wouldn't have anything to say. Back to you folks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that term from Stephen Ray. Mesozoic menagerie. That is one to put in the back pocket and uh, try to bust out if you want to sound smart. Let's get right to it. Let's get right into the Jurassic Park franchise. Our ratings, one through six. Our favorite, our least favorite movies and our favorite Dino Kills right now with Movie talk. I don't know if Producer Lucy's going to get upset at me, but can we just start with our favorite dinosaur kill? Let's just start there. Before we get into our rating, what is your favorite? It could be from any of the six movies. Andrew Guy, do you have one favorite dinosaur kill? And yes, I'm giving you the first round draft pick. So you have the lawyer on the toilet sitting there available. That is sort of like the, I don't know, Cooper (sighs) Cup of this draft.
3: I mean, you literally just said it. So am I supposed to still say it or should I go to my second choice? Because the lawyer on the toilet is the ultimate, ultimate, greatest kill in Jurassic Park history. I mean, the from the, he left us. He left us. And you're like, oh, dude, this <laughs> asshole's going to get it. You can't just leave kids with a Tyrannosaurus Rex and then go to a bathroom to hide. And, and also, I think in all these movies back in the 90s or every great action movie, there was always the, you know, he's going to die guy. And this movie had two, you know, he's going to die guys. And it was the lawyer because... Lawyers usually do get it in these types of movies, but also Newman, Wayne Knight, our our good friend uh, with the squeal (laughs) at the beginning. So I will land on the lawyer with the toilet since you said it. I don't want to steal your guys's, but I I definitely have some more up my sleeve.
2: Yeah, poor, poor Dennis Nedry. Uh, Jacqueline, the theater erupted every time back in 93 when that lawyer got his comeuppance. (laughs) And when you watch the movie again, the way Jeff Goldblum's Ian Malcolm delivers the line when you got to go, you got to go. Like, the way he says it, he knows that this guy's a goner. He knows that he is going to get his comeuppance. What is Joaquin Coley's favorite kill in any of the Jurassic Park flicks?
0: Uh, My favorite kill in the Jurassic Park
2: franchise. Can it
0: be a dinosaur?
2: It doesn't have to be a dinosaur. I mean, if, if you want to go dino on dino?
0: Well, because when when... Uh, T-Rex comes in his very like Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger way at the end of Jurassic World. That's a pretty great moment, if I'm being honest. Um, And yeah, it is. Also, I wanna correct the record. I was not thinking we were adding Dominion into this because, like, I want to be clear, that thing has eight reviews. It wasn't until I was (laughs) listening to Tim that I was like, are we including that? Because that's dumb. First of all, I just want to go on record. That 88 ain't going to hold up.
2: Well, it's it's 73 now. I checked this morning. It's 73.
0: that score is going to age like milk. Listen, (laughs) I need to be really clear about the silliness and slight stupidity of thinking that that movie's ranking even in that like 73 in this moment is gonna hold up sorry so I want to be really clear I just thought it was first uh the first one and then second one Jurassic World so delete my previous thing yeah that list is wrong as hell just based on timeliness
2: ah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> well I'm gonna get y'all's ranking in in just a sec but I'll, I'll tell you my my favorite kill from, I love the one in Jurassic world that we disseminated when we covered that specific movie with our good friend Winston. it it but it's it's the way that they just milk that poor woman who died really for like we weren't mad at her. But a pterodactyl or something just picked her up and just tortured the hell out of her. But my honestly, my favorite kill in any of the Jurassic Park movies, I go back to the first one, and it's Muldoon, the guy who's sort of like the yes! great white hunter who yes. is out looking. He's, he's he's doing the noble thing. He's trying to rescue his, whoever else is left out there. But he runs across the Velociraptor, and and he real and he knows as a hunter, he knows that these things are great at hunting in packs. And when he gets face to face with one, and he just says, "Clever girl." He knows he's a goner. He knows that he has been outsmarted. And it's just a really cool moment of like one warrior respecting another, even though they're different species. They both have this like code. And that's pretty much Baldoon like shaking hands and being like, hey, you got me. Good game. There was nothing I can do. Clever girl.
3: I love how Spielberg somehow sold us on the fact that he even had a chance against the velociraptors because it really felt like he did when he was out there for a bit with the shotgun and tracking them in the sweat. But no, he was a goner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It just, you know, you look like you know what you're doing in the jungle when you have those khaki shorts, but uh, you're no match for a naked velociraptor, especially when they come. In pairs. So let's get into into this ranking a little bit. I want to start with your favorite movie, which is obviously going to be Jurassic Park, the original for all of us. And then where do we go from here, Andrew? Do you have your your two through six locked and ready to go?
3: I think I do. It's it's really tough because part of it is nostalgia. And then the other part of is like, is this actually a good movie? Right. Like Jurassic Park three. And uh, it was like the first Jurassic Park movie I remember seeing in a theater, right? So Mm. I have strong feelings for it, but we all know it's not very good. So I think if I'm going to go, because I watched every one of these movies and I had to watch Lost World twice this last week, uh, I'm going to go. It's just not great, but it's still Spielberg. It's still shot better than the other movies. There's still like the weight of the dinosaurs like we're talking about. There's still like these beautiful camera angles and like the shot through the log when he's going after Julianne Moore, all that stuff. So like... After all said and done, I think I have to go Lost World 2. And am I just going all the way through here? All the way through, baby. Okay. Give us your, so, your new ones as well. So I'm going Lost World as number two. I'm going to go Jurassic World as number three. And then I'm going to go, I think, Jurassic World Dominion, then Jurassic Park 3, and then Jurassic Par- uh, World Fallen Kingdom. Because, like, look, we all want to see a couple bad dinosaurs die. You cannot kill. I mean, you said this to me, Ellis, when we walked out of Dominion. You cannot kill all those dinosaurs at the beginning of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is devastating. And, and then the Brachiosaur at the end, crying in the smoke, oh, I wanted to turn it off. Me. It was it was devastating.
2: Yeah, it, Jacqueline, I, I feel like if this was the first Jurassic Park movie that came out, that being Fallen Kingdom, then I probably wouldn't have cared that the volcano went off and killed this island full of dinosaurs because I hadn't got to know them yet. But I've known these beasts for the last 25 years of my life. And now they're kind of like dogs to me. And I don't want to see any of them in pain. And so Fallen Kingdom, I understand what we're going for with that shot. I understand what we're going for with the sadness that it's a paradise lost situation. But it's just that that final shot of this uh, this island that is on fire from a volcano. And we can't save all of them. And that giant bradiosaurus, I just want to give him a hug. I just want to give him a hug. So Fallen Kingdom would be my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. Um, I think I'm going to put Jurassic Park 3 next, and so I'm going to have Andrew's bottom as well. Jurassic Park... I feel like Jurassic World Dominion might be that next one and then The Lost World. And then Jurassic World is my second favorite. Jurassic World, because I, f- I felt that the, the Colin Trevorrow, what he did right was the nostalgia mixed with the newness. I love that we went bigger. I love that it, we followed some of the same beats of the first one, but it felt like the most plausible to me that, hey, we had this thing happen a generation ago, but don't worry, it's fixed now and it's operating smooth. And then obviously number one would be the original. Jurassic Park. Jacqueline Coley, your rating of the Jurassic Park franchise?
0: Uh Park World, they could do a Battle Royale for third and the one that's <laughs> left living. I'm sorry, for the kids nowadays, they need to do a Squid Game like type, you know, thing. So if you don't know about Battle Royale, which was before Hunger Games and now this one has Squid Games, except for it's not with teenagers. Whatever. Anyway, listen. Yeah, that's it. The other ones are just all trash to varying degrees. They may have good (laughs) in them, but they are just varying degrees of trash as well. I'm kind of previewing a little bit my thoughts on Dominion, but in all honesty, I would pull it out of the muck quicker than the other three. The other three have way too much muck. Steven Spielberg doing nostalgia, of himself because he was too broken by Schindler's List. I'm glad he went through something through this movie and came out better on the other side. It does not make up for the fact that they had a black girl kick a velociraptor in the face while doing unbalanced beam bars. That is still (laughs) the stupidest premise in the history of any movie, let alone a movie that already is founded on a pretty stupid premise. So park, world, Who cares? (laughs) Like y'all figure it out, I don't care. Like they're all tied for fourth and that is a horrible tie.
3: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: (sighs) That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the
4: morning right.
1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. visit carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be convenient comfortable ah.
2: yeah if i was gonna go with the worst scene andrew in any jurassic park movie i mean that that shot with fallen kingdom is pretty tough but it is just so random and i still haven't gotten over the lost world where and and again, I love that the Jeff Goldblum has this daughter who is a apparently a world class gymnast. But why would you she? have her get cut? Why is she cut from her
3: high school? That's team? what I was thinking. I was like, what is this competitive ass? Elementary school that this girl is. They were like, "Now she's you're gone, sister. Give up on your dreams. You're I mean, you're nine.
0: San, weren't they in like San Francisco? I'm like, way to give it up for the like very liberal bastion of San Francisco. That is some yeah, real really. like West Texas energy. Just so you know, as a Texan, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Um, Also, too, where's the daughter in Dominion? I I did not see her pop up in that movie, and I'm very Great curious yeah, where that, we, where that you know.
2: Look, I, I feel like Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill and Laura Dern, it was wonderful to see them back in Dominion, um, even if it's just kind of like coasting at 60% speed, where it's like, yeah, yeah we're here, we're, we're going to do some stuff, we're going to deliver some lines and be some crucial plot points. Uh, it, Dominion, I, the, the reason why I like Dominion better than Fallen Kingdom is because I think Dominion had a, first of all, Dominion trying to pick up the baton from the end of Fallen Kingdom Been be like, what the hell do we do now? Um I I feel like that was admirable the way that they tried to do that and try to wrap everything up. I I think Fallen Kingdom got the most bloated and sprawled out and just ridiculous towards the end, which is saying something in a franchise where at one point we did have talking dinosaurs in a dream sequence in Jurassic Park 3. So, if 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 we're looking I want to take y'all back to 93 though because I do want to honor the first movie and just talk about whether it's a scene, whether it's a character, a, a quote Andrew, what is it about the first Jurassic Park that the first, when you think about that movie, this is the
3: first thing that pops into your head? Is it a character? Is it a line? Is it a sequence? I mean, that that moment where Sam Neill grabs Laura Dern's head and turns it, like their reactions when they see the brachiosaur and the dinosaurs for the first time and the music swells and you get Hammond saying, welcome to Jurassic Park when he's almost like on the verge of tears, that is for me, like I was watching again last night and it just makes me feel like a kid. I'm like, God, I love movies. I love good (laughs) movies. And this is like the epitome of that in this scene. But the thing that it all boils down to, man, is that T-Rex head. That's it. Like literally just the head of that T-Rex is scarier than anything else that happens in the other five movies, which is why it will always be the best. That thing is damn scary still to this day. You know, 30 years later, Jacqueline, Jurassic Park.
0: Honestly, Sam Neill terrorizing that young child at the beginning.
3: Yes, <laughs>
0: with the cloth,
3: the your yeah, tested it, spill out.
0: And the reason why is like maybe I'm a bit of a writer and and I I do apologize. I read Jurassic Park very a long time ago. Like I was reading Jurassic. I was I was reading Michael Crichton when I was reading Jackie Collins. And if you don't know who either of those authors are, you get an idea of how old that was. <laughs> And so I don't remember what was in the book, but that is such a great bit of character exposition along with story exposition because it sets up one of the most dramatic moments it sets up your guy's death later mark the the big hunter guy but it also really epitomizes who that sam neill character is the curmudgeon i just want to be about my dinos but we got to deal with you snotty-nosed brat (laughs) so that like the people that are most interested in dinosaurs are children so imagine having a child hating paleontologist like just the idea of that is so comedic it's like yeah. why don't you go get mr rogers to also hate children
2: <laughs> yeah jacqueline does does sam neil in this remind you of any uh podcast co-hosts that you might currently have <laughs>
0: oh my gosh i mean i'm not gonna go that far because you would not terrorize children it's so not that it's so not that but i definitely think if you met the wrong child that you wanted to terrorize. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, like, you're enough of a comedian. For folks that don't know, comedians are just drag queens without the makeup. You all are shady. Accurate. Y'all yeah. are shady. Yeah. <laughs> and so you would destroy that child. I feel so.
3: Drag queens without the makeup, that's my favorite.
0: I mean, no <laughs> offense, but they are just as catty. They are just as, like, yep. drama-filled.
3: <laughs> we
2: have an insular community that we protect and talk trash about at the very same time. If I'm looking at Jurassic Park and I'm thinking like you have all these great kind of money shots, I still love Mr. DNA and I still call them dinosaurs more often than I call them dinosaurs. I love that. (laughs) That's it's such a setup for all these great lines. Like we were so preoccupied with whether we could didn't stop to think of whether we should and life finds a way and, and all of that stuff. But the scene that I think really captures an audience and the one that I still viscerally remember even more than the head turn, which is just an amazing all time moment in cinema is seeing dinosaurs for the first time the 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 suspense filled spielbergian genius that is that kitchen scene when lex and tim are trapped in there with the raptors and the raptors open doors and it's like oh these these are really smart these aren't just like huge lizards these are really smart carbon-based life forms that we're looking at and to watch lex and tim try to outsmart them with the mirrors and it was just such a pressure-packed moment that that and also watching sir richard attenborough just crush a gallon of ice cream because because what else are you going to do your park is a disaster you can't drink alcohol right now because that's dangerous and so what are you going to do well the freezers are melting everybody else is getting eaten i guess i'm going to have some rocky road before it's all said and done
0: and such that is exactly what you would get. Get a childlike ice cream. This is nope. not the moment yeah. for pistachio or buttercream. No. Nope. Get 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 like the most like bubblegum. <laughs> get cotton candy. Get Rocky Road.
2: So if we pick it up from the, the rest of that trilogy, right, so the rest of the sort of original trilogy, where we had Spielberg return for The Lost World, then we had Joe Johnson step in in Jurassic Park 3. I will say this, and I already made the joke about the talking dinosaurs sequence that you get in Jurassic Park 3. I had heard such negative things about that movie. For whatever reason, I just never saw it until fairly recently. It really isn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It's still entertaining and the dinosaur effects still hold up. It's ridiculous, but I still enjoyed watching the movie. Do And and so I feel like that is closer to the lost world than I think people want to give it credit for. Am I crazy? I think... mm.
0: I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you answer this one, Drew, because me personally, I think, look, again, we talked about this movie on the podcast and poor Perry Nimmeroff. I think I broke her soul a bit <laughs> with how much I didn't like that movie, but whatever, it should be all right. Uh, her love for Jurassic goes way deeper than anything I or anyone right. could say, so I know that. But I will say this about it. I don't think it's a bad dinosaur movie or even a bad adventure movie. I think it's a bad Jurassic Park movie that's the problem i have with jurassic world
3: and that's like what i've heard so many people say about every jurassic park movie after the first one and i and i totally agree is that like it's not a bad dinosaur movie it's not even a bad like action movie from that time period it's just not as good as the first one and 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 same to be said about lost world you know the fact that i i said i had to watch it twice this week to like convince myself and i think i really did have to like convince myself of mainly with like The fact that some of it was still practical and then the lighting and the shots, like I was saying before, but at the end of the day, they're just not even close. And as as computer technology got better, the movies kept getting worse, which is still like mind boggling to me, because you figure when you go back and you watch the 93 Jurassic Park and you're like, wow, that CG has not aged well. But this movie's dinosaurs are still better than the ones that we got you know, yesterday or whatever when we saw Dominion. I think that's the craziest thing when you look at just Lost World and, and Jurassic Park 3 is that as technology got better, the movies still got worse. And I think it's because they relied on it more. So like, yeah, I, I agree with Jacqueline. Jurassic Park 3 is like a fine dinosaur movie. It's a fine action movie. It just doesn't really feel like Jurassic Park. It doesn't feel like you're being introduced to this wonderful world. It feels like you're just like, all right, here we go again. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? How do you recommend Jurassic World Dominion?
2: If if somebody's asking you, hey, you know, I'm a fan of Jurassic Park. I love the first one, like everyone. And then I've been in and out of the rest of the movies. Do you recommend Dominion to him? Or Andrew, do you just say,
3: no, nah, just go see Top Gun Maverick again? <laughs> Definitely, I would say that. That is something <laughs> yeah. that would happen no matter what. Yeah. Um, I would I say... actually said that
0: on Monday night when I left <laughs> the thing. I was like, it's great. <laughs> but if you're looking for that thing... <laughs> I don't know if if the girl's going to give you that every time. Basically, this is what it is. Jurassic World is the girl that's going to give it to you 60% of the time. And she's going (laughs) to give it to you well. But if you need it 100% of the time, Top Gun is that girl.
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean, we were in the lobby afterwards, and I was just staring at the open doors of Top Gun (laughs) Maverick after we walked out. I was like, man, I could just go in there. I could fix all of this right now. It just feels so much better.
0: Again, actually, again, I'm not even saying, like, it's apples to oranges. I'm just saying that, like certain people are not going to dig Dominion. Like there's going to be 40% of people who are those people y'all talk to.
3: I think think what I tell them is that like, you know, it's good to see everyone back on screen together again. Even if like you said, Ellis, they're only given like 60%. They're kind of just like, whatever, we're here, but they're still great. I still love all three of them. Um, and then I I think the other positive thing was that it was, I mean, God, it was, it was a little longer than I would have liked it to be, but at least there was a ton of action. So I couldn't stop and think about things that didn't really make sense to me, like the wristbands as we were talking about before Ellis and how they can't seem to track who owns what wristband and what wristband opens what door at a multi-billion dollar facility. It's cool. Not a big deal. My laundromat can do that, but whatever. We're not. We're not trying to set the standard here. At you feel at like the when company. you go to work
2: at Google, they just give you one card that opens every door at Google. They're like here, oh, hey, you're an intern. This you need this for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, minor plot exactly. point that we're really upset about with with Jurassic World Dominion, but the the dinosaurs do look great, and and there's a lot of cool dino fights, and so if you're going to these movies to see dinosaurs, I just think that we're, we're beyond the pale if we're saying I just want that feeling of suspense and excitement and newness that I got with 1993 because when Jurassic Park came out, it was a revolution in the way that CGI was done on the big screen, and it opened the door for virtually every giant blockbuster that you still still see today where you could do things, starting with Jurassic Park, that a lot of folks thought could never be pulled off on the big screen. It's why George Lucas was on set one day at Jurassic Park and he's like, oh, I guess I should get cracking on the prequel trilogy because now I can pull it off. And yeah. it, it, it's an exciting Thank thing. Thank God for it, that it was then andrew it was then and it was now and and when you go back and revisit it the thing that that always strikes me about the original that we just lose a little bit of something with particularly with fallen kingdom and dominion is any concern or care for the human characters like i don't know if it's just me being the the gruff you know aged man that i've grown into or maybe i just don't have as much optimism for the human race I am fully rooting for the dinosaurs when I go see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World Dominion. And I couldn't say that about the original Jurassic Park. Like I cared about the humans in the same way that I cared about the three human beings that were thrown on a boat together in the first Jaws.
3: Yeah, that's actually a really great point that you made. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, it felt like Chris Pratt was just like a movie star and same with Bryce Dallas Howard. And they're both good. They're both charismatic and engaging enough. But yeah, it's not the the other the old characters were real people. They felt like really real people. And, And if they felt a little nuanced like Ian Malcolm, for instance, It's like the delivery and the performance was just so perfect that it was like, it felt like his note was like, just know that you always want to talk, but you don't know what you're going to say. But it's still (laughs) going to sound great when you say it. Whereas like with Pratt and and Bryce Dallas Howard, it just felt like they were these Hollywood cutouts of what you thought you wanted characters to be.
0: I agree. I don't have anything to add.
3: (laughs) So...
2: If we look at honorable mentions now, is are, are there any other moments in maybe staying away from the first Jurassic Park in any of the other films that you say that that is why I love a big blockbuster that has a lot of dinosaurs in it? There were a couple of those moments that, that I won't give away with Dominion. There were a couple cool shots. There were a couple smaller nods to the original that blinking you might miss it, but if you were paying attention for it, you sort of got rewarded with that. But I still go back to... Jurassic World I just I love looking at the park I loved thinking like oh that is a place that it's been safe for years I would love to take my nephews and my niece there like I feel like I would be one of those suckers that's like well I know they had an accident you know 30 years ago but it's fine now it's it's just like (laughs) Disneyland I'll take the kids there now I just love having that thought
0: would you really do that like actually after what you said earlier about children why am I surprised You and Judy Greer are just sending the kids off into the wilderness.
2: No, I'm going with them. I'm not uh, Judy Greer. I know. I'm going with them. And here's the other thing I would say is that unlike, say, Galaxy's Edge, which I'm not going to go to until I get to go to with the niece and nephews. I would go to Jurassic World by myself first, or maybe I'd call my friends Jacqueline and Andrew and say, hey, adults trip, singles trip. Y'all want to go? And then we could all go together and experience it.
0: Oh, my God. I would so never be there.
2: Jacqueline, you would go. If we were going, you would go. If, there was, would event, if there was a press event, if there's a film festival there, you would go. That's different. It's just showing all the Jurassic World movies.
0: <laughs> Look, like literally, Mark just Here's gave me one wrong, thing. go wrong at the park you're at. Because I would be so against it, and someone's like, yeah, but get, you get to see Babylon by Damien and Chazelle like first. <laughs> would you go? Like, that's like the thing that gets me to like compromise my morals is like, let me see a movie early. Dang it,
2: Mark. <laughs> Well, that's the real question, though, is because I feel like in, in the first Jurassic Park, you know, Grant and Sadler and Malcolm didn't really have an option because they got flown to this private island. And it's like you're getting the 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 red carpet treatment. They're handing you champagne and whatever you want to eat. And so then Hammond's like, we all want to go into the park. It's like, of course, you're going to go in the park like you just kind of assume and you're along for the ride. Andrew, are you going into the first Jurassic Park? as it's presented in the movie, and are you going to be a tourist at Jurassic World?
3: I don't know, man. I mean, like I know I, I don't even need to figure out something like bungee jumping, let alone skydiving. OK, so if there's a Jurassic Park in real life, I'll watch it on TV. I'll watch people and their like live streams and I'll watch that go awry. I will not go there. I will. Why? Like not only does it look incredibly humid, I'm going to die. So like I got I don't want I don't want those things to happen to me, you Mark. You say, This is ridiculous. You would totally go. It's like going to the most kick-ass
2: interactive zoo you've ever been to to see animals that that were not on Earth for 65 million years. Y'all are both going to that. If I'm paying, (laughs) y'all are both going.
0: I mean, if you're paying and there's a film festival, I would have a
2: moral dilemma.
0: But I don't like zoos to begin with. Like, I'm not about this life. It's just uh, no, it's not dangerous can go
3: wrong at the zoo regularly. I think a dude got attacked by an orangutan yesterday and orangutan. Okay. so what happens when the velociraptor is like, oh, it's out of its cage? I'm not telling you
2: to get too close. That guy got too close to the orangutan.
0: It's that video is hilarious. Somebody has dubbed it over to where the gorilla is like mouthing like words to him and it is one of the most like well first of all i would be panicked but it is hilarious to watch that panic dubbed over with like great tiktok dialogue
3: oh it's it's a better story if it was like a velociraptor instead of an orangutan sorry it would be a better
0: story
2: it's the absolute best is watching zoo accidents as long as they're you know um medium i I don't want to see anybody die but like to see humans occasionally get their comeuppance and again i didn't have that feeling when i saw the original jurassic park so If we if we pick up the ball from Dominion, look, these movies still make over a billion dollars. Are we going to get more Jurassic Park? I don't want to pose the question, should we get more Jurassic Park? Because I think that we're all like we need this thing to go away for about a decade and then see where we're at. But when we eventually do get another Jurassic Park, what's it going to look like? What should it look like,
3: Andrew? Man, that's that's a tough one. Um, I'm assuming that if they were going to keep going, the best way would probably be to lean on Maisie, like her character, right? Because she came from Fallen Kingdom. She showed up in Dominion instead of just keep going with Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. I feel like they maybe run their course, at least for now. Maybe they could come back like these original three did. But I I more so want to see like the post apocalyptic world of of like the dinosaurs have been around for like 20 years now and it did not work out. As we all knew it would not. The war, like things are closed. There's no more banks. There's no more like going to concerts and stuff. It's like people trying to survive, like in Planet of the Apes and stuff like that. That's kind of what I would like to see, I guess. Maybe like a darker look on it. Because the other thing about these movies is that, like, as I referred to the first one, is like it's still terrifying. That movie is still scary. Even the Velociraptor scene, which the CG hasn't aged great, is still scary. And I didn't feel scared for the rest of the movies. So if it could maybe add a little bit more of that like real world problem problems with other people, along with dinosaurs. You know, the whole like Walking Dead uh, outline of like, who's worse? Is it the dinosaurs or the people? I'd be cool with that, I guess, in like like you said, like 10 years, please.
0: Uh, I've got to say, I don't know. I think wipe the slate clean, but I think there's a way to wipe the slate clean and go smaller. Like, I just don't feel like we need to expand Jurassic World. Like, why don't we get into the first days of Hammond deciding to be crazy? you know what i mean like why don't we go into like let's start it from like almost this sort of like Westworld prequel type situation i feel like that is a more interesting place to go at this point than it is to like put distance because i just don't think that we could honestly really actually put enough distance ahead that it wouldn't feel weird
3: does that make sense yeah i like that i like that answer i want that's i like that answer Well,
2: you're never getting another park situation because now, you know, just even at the outset of Dominion, we've just seen what's happened with Fallen Kingdom. Like, like we're on the mainland. We're all over the place. Life's going to find a way. These dinosaurs ain't going anywhere. So you don't really need a park for them anymore. And nobody's going to want to go visit a park when you can just walk outside and chances are there's a T-Rex walking down your street. So I think it would have to be a full reboot. The problem with that being, I would say that we're closer to like a Terminator situation where nobody ever felt like touching the original Terminator or Terminator 2 Judgment Day. They just tried to figure out a way to make a sequel to those movies, even if it had to redcon previous movies. So I think it might be like a Terminator or a Halloween situation where it's like, hey, remember those other movies that we had? Yeah, those are a lot of fun. Now now we're going to make a direct sequel to the first Jurassic Park Ah. in a different way. I think that's what's going to happen. But I think it's going to be about 10 years before that goes down.
0: Mm, I mean, but I, like that too. I, I think that's a direct sequel is interesting. But my my thing is, is that means that the big three is never involved again. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. I, I and, and I think it, it would be taken a different way to where they don't want anything. It But it might be you're picking up from the events of the first Jurassic Park. I mean, you can. I just don't think you can pick up anything from Jurassic World. It's a, it's a fun movie, but it chewed a lot of meat off the bone. It was kind of like me eating a chicken wing with a bone in it where I'm not gonna eat everything. I'm just gonna eat the good parts and then throw it away to Ugh. where th- there's just nothing really you can do with that left. Like the end of Jurassic World is pretty much, okay, we gotta pick up these pieces with the next two movies and then we're done. There's nowhere else to go. So mm-hmm. with Jurassic Park, I think it's either going to be thank you for watching these other movies here's a direct sequel to the first one or it's going to be picking up in more of what Andrew said where it's 10 years later from Dominion and dinosaurs are pretty much running the planet and I'd yeah. be a pretty yeah. one
3: <laughs> yeah I, I feel I feel like the more that we I think about that and even after what Jacqueline said it just it does seem like it would just get messy and dirty but hopefully if it is 10 years down the line with a different director and all that stuff it could be it hey, could be cool
0: A soft reboot works. Sometimes a soft reboot works like the way they did Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Like, it doesn't even have to be that clear. Like, it's clear that there Mm -hmm. are some of the events that happened in the Mad Max series that happened to our version of Max that we see in Mad Max Fury Road, but it's clear that a lot of them didn't just based on the timeline. And honestly, I think they could do that.
2: And I think it's clear that uh, regardless of what kind of dinosaur movie we're going to get, whether it's in the Jurassic canon, whether it's something like Dragonheart, where it's it's still it's a talking dinosaur with Sean Connery and the effects look cool, <laughs> it's going to be hard to top what mm. we got in the summer 93 with the original Jurassic Park. On that note, I'm going to test all of our Jurassic Park sensibilities, particularly when it comes to audio and when it comes to what does a dinosaur sound like, I believe our expert engineer Brian Perez has a few dinosaur sounds queued up that he's going to play, and then we have to weigh in on which dinosaur we think it is. I think that was the... uh, It's not a stegosaurus. I think that's a triceratops that's hurt. It's not feeling well in the first movie.
0: Okay, go with that, because that
3: just
4: sounded not like...
3: Noise. I was going to say a brachiosaur, but I think you might be right, Alice.
4: That was a triceratops. It, no, was, a so triceratops. it was a triceratops. Dang.
2: Yeah. I am one for one. That was a triceratops. We just got word confirmation from Producy, Lucy. All right. Let's hear that second noise again, and I'll let Jacqueline kick this one off. Oh,
0: no. Is that a T-Rex? I don't it's
3: know. Got, it's got to be the T-Rex, it's, right, Andrew? It's got to be the T-Rex. There's a little purr at the okay. end that maybe it's the Indominus, but it's got to be the T-Rex. we get getting the thumbs right, up for Producey Lucy. Up. That okay. was hey, the T-Rex. That
2: was the T-Rex. Yes. All right, Andrew is up first with this next dinosaur noise. Know your dinosaurs.
3: <laughs> Sounds like me eating KFC. I'll be 100% honest. <laughs> the wrapper in there um i don't know is that i don't even know what they're called but are those all the little birds that come out in, in Jurassic World the ones that they drop people i was going to say those are the Gallimim-
2: gallimimus is that what they like the ones that are just roaming on the prairie in the first Jurassic
3: Park
4: yes so what? real quick it is all the jurassic it's dinos in Jurassic Park
3: only Ooh, oh okay good yeah okay that would have been good to know to, so to start
4: that off but yes it's the gallimimus
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm pretty pretty damn impressed, Ellis. You must have been I real cool cheated. back in 93. I'm three for three. Um, now
2: that we know it's the original Jurassic Park movies, or the original Jurassic Park movie, let's get one more dino noise and see. I'm going to turn it back over to Jacqueline, who's enthralled by this game, and I want Jacqueline to nail this one. Here we go.
0: Newman gave it away. That like, liquidy, that's easy. Yeah, that liquidy like dude. Newman gave it away. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not that fact. I'm not enthralled. It's that I don't know what their names are. So I don't <laughs> want to say what I have to say now, which is dinosaur with the next spit. Like, that's what I have to say
4: because I'm not a paleontologist. So that, no. that's more
3: helpful to me than the real name.
4: Yeah, the dinosaur with the next bit—people know what that means. That nobody knows. It's the Dilophosaurus.
3: Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. Yeah. That's
4: literally why this game. The minute you said, I was like, I don't know what the flip these dinos' names. <laughs> no, no, <are."> we can. <laughs> we can take non-scientific answers. It's all the. It's
0: all. It's all I appreciate accurate. you dumbing it down for me, but that's literally what I was thinking. It's for like us. I don't
2: know the name of these things. I Brian, do you have any more? Do you have any more sound effects for us?
3: Ellis would play this game all day if he could. What the hell was, was that? The was that the Velociraptors talking? Yeah, that had to have been.
4: Ding 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 ding! And fun yeah. fact: that is actually tortoises having sex.
3: Yeah. So it's like the that's kind of watching yeah. paint dry.
4: The 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 sound designer who won an Oscar for this or was nominated for it literally recorded all different kinds of animals doing all sorts of activities and when the velociraptors bark at each other it's literally two tortoises making that sweet love. Did I ever
2: tell you all my uh, my tortoise threesome story? so I, I stopped over at a zoo in Florida a few years ago and they had a tortoise pen and these are like giant tortoises and I saw two tortoises kind of like making eyes at each other and then a third one gets involved and it was a literal tortoise threesome. I have video footage of it somewhere. I gotta, I gotta find it on my phone, but I filmed a tortoise porn. Three tortoises all going at it. It was like the two of them, and then the one came over to fix the plumbing. And it was just a beautiful moment of, of tortoise, coitus
3: expression. They're, like, they're at the park, they're like, sir, you've been here for two hours. You need to stop filming the tortoises. <laughs> You're making everyone uncomfortable
0: i did a grad program at ut and that was where i first discovered just how tortoises mating is and i'm not gonna lie to you they are very loud and they like rabbits have the wrong sort of i would say like rumor mill behind them they should have tortoises like those like little turtles they're about about it they overtook all of the ponds in ut nothing else can be there they bully everybody else out (laughs) It's yeah, just I'm the turtles.
2: I'm just gonna leave it at this. When you watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's a reason why Raphael is so ornery all the time. Dude, <laughs> just needs to go to a club, a certain <laughs> kind of club. Master Splinter, you gotta let him do this. All right, it's. He's just I gonna mean, be an they are teenagers. I don't teenagers. know how,
0: how much privacy. A sewer gives you. Any Sorry, of them this are is awful. This is an now awful. Now let's keep
2: going this down this road. Let's keep going. That. We got
3: time. We got time. <laughs> this,
2: this is why we have that thing that always saves us. We're going to transition to mailbag. Oh, good ranking good uh, walk down memory lane with the original <laughs> jurassic park as well as recapping some of the action in jurassic world dominion which is now in theaters and now we're going to go to catch up crew member west cunningham y'all can be like west if you're watching or listening to us just email us anytime rt is wrong at rotten tomatoes dot west's movie is days of thunder the top gun of nascar This Tom Cruise blockbuster has a cult following that is loved by many, but is also hated by many. The audience score is fresh at 60%, but critics and NASCAR itself tore it apart. But it is a highly rewatchable movie and is an entertaining thriller ride. And yes, in its own way, seems to follow Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer's 1986 classic Top Gun to a T, one of your favorite movies, Mark. Well, that's right, Wes. With Tom Cruise flying high and crushing in the box office with Top Gun Maverick right now, Days of Thunder might be an interesting talk for the Times. This was still early in Cruz's career, and it's his first movie with Nicole Kidman. So if y'all like going fast and turning to the left, then review this movie. Still love listening to you two and your guests. And remember, Robin is racing. Wes, see, thank you, Wes. Uh, I would love to talk uh, the Top Gun of NASCAR, Days of Thunder. Jack, when you a Days of Thunder gal?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would really want to be talking about it. That movie, like, good luck to Mark Hoffmeyer on the trivia on that one. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot about that movie. It's one of those ones. that's like you shouldn't de- dig too deep into the production of it. So.
3: Andrew, you uh, you a big days of Thunderhung? You know, I think I've only seen it once. And it was like back in the 90s or maybe early 2000s. So I I don't know. I think maybe. Yeah, it
2: has. And Mark <laughs> Hoffmeyer, expert researcher, it would appreciate this comment. It has possibly the best rental car racing scene in movie history. Mark Hoffmeyer
0: that. would appreciate that. Yes. I would vote if we're going to do early Tom Cruise. I would vote for Legend, the mm. Ridley Scott adventure pick where it's like fantasy. Tom Cruise does a slightly androgynous uh, warrior with like the very long, like before he did the last Samurai long hair and before he did it in Magnolia, he did it in Legend. It was a preview of things to come, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> Can I tell you something that's going to blow your mind? And, and it might uh, sway producer Lucy towards Team Jacqueline. I've never seen Legend.
0: Yeah, you absolutely should. Yeah, no, I I think that's a, also Tim Curry in Mounds of Makeup, giving one of the most iconic performances of his career, a whole score controversy between Jerry Goldsmith and Tangerine Dream, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Oh my gosh, and also Jacqueline, you know, Satan in that movie or the devil or whatever that character is, he's not scary. That little fairy child is scary. (laughs) Peeking through the door with its like light eyes. I, that was like one of my first nightmares <laughs> as a child. Cause that's right. <laughs> I watched it when I was like six years old. Oh no, that was very much
0: in that like secret of the NIMH return to Oz. Like when they used to scare children that were born in the early or mid eighties. And then Andrew, throughout you, the you, early nineties.
3: You went on the legend? Uh, I, I think I've definitely seen it more than Days of Thunder, but it's honestly still for me like i started paying a lot more attention to him a little bit later in his career, I feel like. But Legend I know is 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 pretty great. There's some pretty great moments in there. And yes, like Jacqueline said, it, it does preview things to come with the I'm gonna give hair. you
2: all expenses paid trip to Jurassic World for a weekend and we'll screen Legend there. Then they would go. <laughs> I
0: don't even I know think, if I like the movie that, that
3: much.
2: Point,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have
2: the movie at home
0: All right. well. <laughs> and I can watch it without dino teeth coming in contact with my very delicate students. i'm
2: taking my chances i'm going to go to jimmy buffett's margaritaville i'm going to jurassic world i would go to the first jurassic park i would not um pull a lawyer in the first jurassic park but i would yeah. go and i would probably have a good time and i think i'd survive i'm going to give myself that credit uh andrew guy has uh a burgeoning film career that is about to take lift off at various film festivals maybe one near you make sure that y'all keep tabs on a bogota trip and always Lola. Andrew, do we have any release date Intel in either one of those? Or are they just making the festival rounds right now?
3: Uh, right now, it's just the festival rounds. We're hoping for distribution like later on in the year around fall or maybe even the wintertime. But if you are in LA, it's, it's June 20th and 22nd. But you guys can just follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Guy. That's probably the best way to do it. I'll be posting more information there. And yeah, man, I mean, I, I love being here. Thanks for having me back. And also to talk, we talked Top Gun and Jurassic Park. I don't know if anyone's ever had a better one-two punch <laughs> on this show. <laughs> You're I would having a say pretty good, good
2: pretty good run on this show and a pretty good run in your career, young man. So congratulations on on all your success and all that is to come. Do you have a movie or TV recommendation that is currently being streamed at the guy household? what What is snickers your your magical dog watching right now?
3: You know what? I'll say something because I feel like all the other ones like, oh, go watch Severance. You'd be like, you told me to do that like two months ago. So I don't want to be that guy. But I do love Severance. But I'll really say good. one that is a little bit less watched that I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by was Candy on Hulu with Jessica Biel. I, I thought it was pretty good. And it's based off a true story. And I think it's like only eight episodes. And it's it's pretty, pretty compelling. So, um, yeah, I, I checked that out. I liked it. All right. I'm in on
2: Candy, and that is once again Andrew Guy. You can follow him on all various social media platforms. Our hundredth episode is coming up. Have we really done a hundred you know, we we it feels longer. It, it feels just, longer. I'm just <laughs> our <go>. hundredth <laughs> episode is coming up, and we want for you, our fans, beloved Ketchup Crew. You can email us a video of yourself talking about your favorite rotten movie. We may be talking about some of our favorite rotten movies during that landmark milestone one hundredth episode. You know you're doing something right if your podcast has hit a hundred episodes, and that this really is, is a credit true. to our Fresh Ketchup Crew, all of you incredible fans out there that watch and listen to us each and every week. Thanks for subscribing, the rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends you haven't done that yet, the door is open. Please uh, let everybody know about Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong and all the fun that we have on here week in and week out. Next week, Jacqueline, we have a very special episode with a very special guest. Do you care to enlighten us?
0: Yes, we are going to get a little tumorous, shall we say?
2: No, I'm just kidding. No, we're going to be talking
0: about Malignant. Uh, the fan favorite, actually, it's it's weird. It has a weird sort of thing. I think people love it or hate it. It's a divisive film, put it that way. But we're going to have a special guest, uh, a performer, and a movie fan, but also a drag queen, Peaches. I'm very excited to have this as somebody that has touted RuPaul's Drag Race a lot in this show. And, bring, and brought it into it. I'm glad we're bringing a little bit of the drag community onto the show. Let's go. Jack and, and I drag. have watched
2: a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race in our day. We, yes. We've talked about it extensively. And so now we get to talk malignant. And that's going to be a fun one. And so until next time for Andrew Guy, our esteemed guest here, he is a great announcer as well. He's a great host. You can catch him talking esports all over the world. The movie trivia showdown occasionally. Thanks for joining us, Andrew, our incredible engineer, Brian Perez, who this was not actually lifted from the movie. That was actually Brian Perez doing all those dinosaur impressions. So thank you, Brian, for handling that. You're the Michael Winslow of dinosaurs, producing Lucy and my incredible co-host Jacqueline Coley, who I'm getting word is still not going to jurassic world unlike me who will definitely be in attendance i am merely mark ellis for the whole gang here at rotten tomatoes and our show rotten tomatoes is wrong thanks for watching we'll see you next week dinosaurs